It's 2023, it's the holidays, and you've got your Ms. Right Time, your self-help podcaster. I'm going to help you through um, being an, an adult and still having the ghosts and the echoes of an, an abusive or, an, or a traumatic childhood come at you. Uh, this kind of stuff reverberates well into your your decades ahead, and um, it's these, um, the way you respond to it can be what makes decisions for you present day, you know, the, the small child that's still wounded. And, um, you know, I heal my inner child as I go along. There's, there's been a lot that I've connected with, with this inner child and became the things that, um, it needed. Um, but sometimes I slip off and it, it overwhelms me. Like I am exclusively, you know, the wounded inner child. And holidays is one of those times whenever I have the, the, the worst time to manage it. And when I mean manage it, it's just seeing it like clouds um, and watching it float by. But sometimes it comes down, rains down, and then it creates, you know, an inner flood. So I don't know if this is you, but if this is, and you need a little bit of, um, to see how someone else did it, then I'm your lady. Uh, stay as long as you want. Uh, if it's not for you, then please find something that speaks to your heart and that lifts you up and edifies you and makes you stronger. I want you wherever you're the strongest. So I'm, uh. I've been dealing with, you know, emotion managing bad stuff that happened since I was, uh, when I was little for, you know, decades. And I raised family through, you know, that, that lens, you know, that, or that quote unquote filter. And I, of course, would parents wound their children. And so my children, unfortunately, have a parent wounding. And I've discussed it in specifics, um, but as I ponder and be, be introspective with myself, then it's, it, you know, it, it is a chance for you to just kind of go, hmm, that's me, or hmm, that's nothing like me, and I'm just going to go somewhere else. Because I do that too. I make my own decisions on where I'm going to stay as far as somebody's talking, their teaching, their story, their example. Sometimes a crazy story or an outlandish, someone's outlandish behavior or their outburst is your lesson as well of what not to be. Um, Or sometimes they're a mirror, like your children can be a mirror of maybe your rage and or your outrageousness or, or your selfishness. Sometimes we go, oh, it's that kid's fault. Come on, brother, sister. No, honeys. It's, it's time to just kind of step back and go, mm, no. <laughs> so, but yeah, I just spent time with my family and it's just, there's nothing like my immediate family to make me feel really, really vulnerable and take to take me back to those places where I felt super helpless. And so this is like concentrated family time 
and that's you've got the family that raised you and then maybe you've got the family that you are raising and I'm talking about the family that raised me that I have the most weakness that they are my weakness they are my my Achilles heel I can be moving along feeling good feeling fantastic and then holidays come obligation is here and then I convince myself hey we're doing this we're gonna spend these three concentrated days with these these people because um another thing I tell myself is we can lose them they could die and they will die because that's the progression of a lifespan. The older you get, the closer to death you are. And guess what? They're older. You know, they're 60s. And they're... Time will... Will finish out for them quicker than it will me. On, on the normal progression of things. I could obviously... I could perish. By spontaneously. Or I could perish by accident. <laughs> or I can, you know, perish by a murder. Somebody could murder me. And the thing I thought about that before is better than me than my children. You know, I'd rather be the one that's just be like killed off by some crazed whoever. And that happened to me. I don't want my children to have that experience at all. Um, Or any kind of, you know, violent anything. So I'd much rather deal with going through that that violence of, you know, having a violent finality. I'm not wishing it. No, not saying that. Nobody wishes that. And nobody says, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have something really heavy fall on me and I'm just gonna instantly pass on a random Tuesday day. And that's not made up. That actually happened at the factory that I work at. It was his last day. He did not see another Tuesday nor did he see the next day, a Wednesday. He was 39 years old, and he perished. So that was it. He was not going to see the holidays, not going to see Thanksgiving coming up, nor Christmas, nor any other from here on out. So that's just the reality of what life is. It is bearing, uh, can change in a blink and a flash, and without warning. There is no warning sometimes. Sometimes we have warnings. You know, our loved ones may have a terminal something or another. And we have the time that's coming up. It's not a guarantee, but a ballpark. Of say, whatever months, whatever weeks, or whatever year or two. I don't have that experience. Um, I've not had anybody have cancer or some kind of deteriorating kind of any kind of disease around. Of course, I've read about it. But, I don't know, I just, I come on here also as a, as a means to just kind of clarify the water. The water feels really muddy right now inside of me because of the time that I had spent with, with family, and it's, I call it frustrated, unsettled, um, and where I was able to just kind of, you know, I, I'm, I'm not so good at it at this very second. And the, you know, this is another example of, I wanted to show how I can go from feeling like bleh, awful and paralyzed and just thick in the muck of my own feelings to 
better just by connecting with speaking out speaking out the feelings like if you do nothing and you just feel the feelings and you feel like the junk but yet you never speak it out in any kind of manner like writing it out or audio journaling it out um and in my case this is a podcast so i'm podcasting it out which is pretty much audio journaling (laughs) um then there, there really isn't a sorting it out or a, a recalibrating it of sorts. Like, you can think your therapy inside, but it's best done on paper or uh, audibly in a memo form on your phone or in podcasting or talking to, you know, like a, a pastor or counselor or... A very quiet friend. You cannot have one of those friends that says, Oh, I remember when I felt like that and this is what I did to make myself feel better. If I, if you missed all that, I'll say it. Oh, I remember when I went through that and I know what I did to make me feel better. You don't need that one. You do not need that one. Because they will make you feel stupid for not having figured it out just like they did don't need that experience my my star bright star bright <laughs> do not put yourself through that with people uh, there are a lot of optional things that I say are optional for you as my star bright because that's my nickname for you but this is not an option do not be around people that say that they've already figured that out or they've already been that through that and this is what they did in a manner where they take over the conversation you don't want conversation hijackers and they just, now you're, now you're fucking sitting there listening to them. And when this was meant for you to feel better around them and speak to them, now they've hijacked it and you know, you no longer are the focus of the healing. And now they're just bragging. Get away from the braggers right now. <laughs> because what you want is you want pretty much very, very little interruption. Um, because there is a flow going on when it comes to healing um, and inner communication uh, communicating you really want there to be a chance to expand and to just open and so if you have interruptions or if you have somebody that's already figured it out and they know what they're doing and that this is what they did and this and then they hijack the conversation then you have interruptions you don't need interruptions you're expanding or you're diving into your mind and your heart through journaling or through a conversation because you need to say it all you need to be allowed to say everything because when you get everything out you're going to find the wonder and the mystery of you speaking to you you giving you your own therapy and you giving yourself your own answers that were in you the whole time and I surprise myself with what comes out. Like, that was pretty genius. Um, but I do know that, that that comes from a higher, higher than me. It's, um, uh, somebody can say it's, you know, my soul. Somebody can say it's my higher self. Somebody can say it's, um, my, you know, connection to God. But, um, or somebody can say it's from my ancestors. The ancestors that came before me and that are my DNA and that they're speaking in ways that I don't 
I can't hear until I get quiet and, and get uninterrupted. So if you don't take anything away from this, just make sure that you have uninterruptions or no interruptions because healing is delicate work. And healing is a communication. And healing is a building. Um, building from the pieces of the, the, of brokenness. And so you're sorting them out and you're putting them together. And you're building this spiritual, spiritual edifying, spiritual cohesiveness. You're bringing back the fragmented pieces back into themselves. Every time that you have an interaction where you you have been fragmented um, by somebody's words or their lack of respect to you or uh, their lack of seeing you validating your feelings and the lack of of allowing you to have a voice no matter what age you were like you know not so you feel sorry for me just so you get perspective and that maybe you even think of your own story of how you were told to shut up was I was in the car mother's in the car the radio is on there's a song music and songs bring joy so I had an outpouring uh an out out pouring of joy and I sang along with the song and so my mother says shut up I cannot hear the song and I'm like huh Okay, well, absolute um, obedience is uh, uh, an absolute must, or it will be answered with severe abuse. You know, I could just breathe and just look left and right, but no combination, and I still got severe abuse, but still, there are things that I try to avoid of triggering the severe abuse, you know, either now or later either by a backhand or by pull, hair pull or all those kind of things and of that nature. So, but I was told to shut it. I'm like my joy was invalid. I have to be careful when I tell these stories because I can get lost in that, that mire, that ick, that sludge, sludge, you know, past sludge. I'm, I'm still recovering. I'll always recover. Um, or maybe I should say it differently. Or maybe I'll just say the healing will happen when it happens. Um, so, if because if I say I'll always struggle with this, then what you say is what is true. I don't want that to be true. I'm going to tell you, right time friends, star brights, I don't want that to be true. Um, but what did this is just present day and with who's around me and who influences me today and I mean current day like in the last five years um, is Miss Self Love and that's what to see Miss Self Love and I am commissioned her to be my heartbreak coach she was my heartbreak strategist to help me get over Max's husband, 25 years, and then the um, to get over whew, misguided dating habits, also that were guiding me into heartbreak, perpetual and continual heartbreak. 
so I still have I'm still in a relationship with her um, two years later so I'm looking at coming up on two years coming up and um, and then she has a business bestie Miss Manifest so anytime that they have some kind of live or like a clubhouse room that where they're discussing I follow them because that's where my nurture comes from my nurture and my wisdom comes from them and that's good and that's okay that's great because we gotta have we all gotta have a mentor and a hero and to some degree that that's what they are is that I follow them like people might follow soccer sports uh, football basketball tennis anything but I know that right now I, I need to do expressions. This isn't my audio expression. Later on, I'm going to do a written expression of me because I'm feeling overlooked in a corner, vulnerable, small, um, fearful, and I'm in my, definitely, I'm in my inner child, child state right now. But I... I guess I was bringing that all about to say I'm feeling that way and I don't have the muddy complications of adding anything or anyone like a boyfriend I don't I'm not with girls so it's not a girlfriend but that's you think oh I'm gonna go to a boy or a girl to be my rescue to help me feel good feel loved and seen feel heard and feel validated and feel like a complete person and then, if you haven't noticed, you might find somebody that's just like your perpetrator. And whatever the level that is, um, it could just be like your abuser from the past. And so you find yourself just re-abusing yourself. You're reinfecting yourself with them, but now you're muddying it up with your body. Because likely you'll be in a sexual, uh, intimate kind of relations, which that's a complete entangle, emotional negative entanglement um, um, and if you think about the, the negative entanglement of the body when you're small you might have been struck quite often and your body disrespected so seriously one experience I don't have I have the experience of the, the psychotic mother in childhood but I don't have a psychotic significant other and I, I'm not saying I wish I knew but I wish I knew how to better speak to those that have that experience I really don't know what to say because that's present day this is harm to you in your adulthood I I had harmed me in childhood and that's just a reoccurring memory um, but this right here is just fresh for you um, as of, you know, some women, it was five years ago, five months ago, it was might be 15 years ago, depending on your age, it could just be very. And I just know that I'm not the professional for that, but all the feelings that come from feeling paralyzed um, with, you know, like a duct tape over your mouth, so to speak, but in a metaphorical kind of way, I, I do know those, those kind of things. And I know the boundaries that they put on you, uh, these these harms that other people have done to you, and and how that is definitely you not being able to see a 
over these tall, tall walls that that are put around you when you aren't seeing clear, um, and you imprison yourself with your own bricks, and the bricks are the actions that you take that run you towards those those abusing, abusing kind of people, those narcissistics that just only take energy and never give it. It can be nonverbal um, prisons, uh, not nonverbal, non-physical. It could be non-violent, non. You know, it could be abstract violence versus concrete, which is what you can feel, touch, and and see in front of you. Abstract are the ideas like freedom, love, hope. And then those are the positives, and the negatives would be, like, hate, um, invalidation, ignoring, punishing by means of, of verbal assaults, and, you know, controlling you and making sure that they they keep uh, an emotional playpen around you to where you never get out of it. So, I don't know if I helped you or not, um, if you can relate to me then I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish that you didn't, you couldn't relate to me. I'd much rather you have, you know, a Disney childhood growing up and then you had a lovely husband or you had a less lovely wife or you're having a lovely life as, a, you know, um, a volunteer where you just don't have a, a significant anything and you just, you just love your life so long. I don't want you to have relatability with me. I don't, I don't want that for you. And if you have that, then I hope that this is a moment where somebody can say, I'm sorry. Because honestly, when people hurt you, abusive husband, abusive wife, believe me, they exist, the wives, um, or abusive parent, they're not apologizing. So I'm going to take this moment, and I'll end it after this, to say I am deeply, deeply disturbed and, and completely completely remorseful that you had to see that, hear that, and feel that, and that you have to, you have this load to carry with you for the number of years that you have, um, and that, you know, if you're just starting out and you're a 20-something, then you may carry this for a good, good bit, and I've been carrying it for... You know, I, I know I started to feel really junky when I was about 18, 19, and here I am, 49. So, 30, 30 years of carrying this around, it doesn't mean that you will. You're not me. Hopefully you'll be different, and then you can just listen into all the self-help, um, Instagram personalities, or Facebook personalities that help things. Or you read all the great memes, or you read all the great self-help books, and then you start your healing journey earlier than I did, which I started reading uh, helpful books at the age of probably 41. So this, I've just been strategically and purposefully healing since I was in my 40s. So, but I am sorry that you, this is your apology and you're going to need different apologies throughout your life. Um, and Get them from yourself, because you will not get them from your perpetrators. You will not get remorse. You will not get I'm sorry. Most of the time, you're not going to get that. So, um, that's also a a closure. It's, uh, you're usually not going to get that. So, 
the power lies back in you and how you speak to you and what you say to you and what you write to you and the things you expose yourself to in the way of social media make sure it's the highest quality it's like a vitamin you don't go for the synthetic vitamin um, you go for the higher quality the whole whole food vitamin or you know this this the high quality supplements so um, just know that you're on your own when it comes to getting what you need from uh, what you're missing. If you're missing something, you got to create it yourself. Um, if you're injured, you got you got to heal it yourself. Because you're not going to get healing from the perpetrators. I'll just tell you that right now. Just, um, and then if anything, can I add something? Can I say, you get creative with it. Like I've, I've, I've um, described in podcasts past, and there are so many podcast um, voice memos that have yet to make it from phone to, you know, podcast platform anchor, but they will. And I just got to be very dil- diligent about it. But one of them was is being creative about how you travel back in time to these memories and the feelings that come to you. Because sometimes you don't ask for the, mem- the trip on memory lane. You just start, like, taking there. And you don't even know that you're getting there until, say, like, um, you witness something or somebody speaks to you about a story and that brings you back. Listen, time traveling is some- sometimes not our choice. So we travel back there. <laughs> we-, we get kind of, like, kidnapped and we're taken back there. So, but while you're back there, take something with you, present day tool. Present day tool is your imagination. Present day tool is knowing that you're not that little girl anymore, you're not that little boy anymore, and that those people don't have control over you anymore. And their time of reign is over. Um, But the pain that that still lingers will make you think otherwise. But anyway, while you're back there, Get some imagination going, brothers, sisters, starbreaks. So you create the mother that you needed. You need her apology. Write your own apology out from your mother. Uh, write out anything that you need from that perspective. As if you were a whole put together, mentally together, sane individual. You have an ex-husband, have him be remorseful in a way that you imagine. And and if you use the wording and the verbiage that's um makes them remorseful, apologetic, um, taking responsibility for their actions, use it. Um, okay, another tool. Take a modern day mother, the one that you respect. It could be some a neighbor that you knew, a teacher that you knew. Now make her your mother. That's it. Let's say you could have a cartoon mother. Jetson's mother? Good. Family ties back in the day? Good. Um, any mother that you respect, it could be a president wife. That's my mother. It could be Rosalind Carter. You know, Jimmy Carter's wife. You know, first lady. It could be Obama. You want Obama to be your mama? Or, um, not not Obama, um, Miss Obama. God, sometimes my memory is no no good. Um, 
Michelle, oh my goodness, thank you. Whew. I had seizures probably about, it was 2013, I had them for a year, and so they did damage. And so sometimes my memory, there is some connections that just do not start. Like an old car that just has some, some trouble, you know, when it goes, come on, just understand. It's, it's, I, anyway, so if you want Michelle to be your mama, make her your mama. Okay, let's say you want to have another creative imagination way is go back into your memory and take this mama with you. You know, you can go in your imagination, have Michelle Obama, your current mama, come talk and then be in defense of you as that small little boy little girl and say uh-uh in the way that they speak you know this or the outrage that you that might make them who they are but dang maybe you can take hulk back with you or she hulk and you're gonna have them stomp that mother or stomp that perpetrator that's doing that and just crush them and make them squish and make kill them in your imagination um and i've i've employed these kind of tactics um But be careful as if you're an abuse survivor that bringing and being in romantic entanglements honestly do distract you from your complete healing. That's my experience. Like, um, I was good. I'm married to a good man, good husband. Um, but there is a healing journey to finish out my healing journey on my own that I needed to take and so um, I said that there were other reasons and yes they were there um, and they did exist those other reasons but one of them one of my reasons is that this healing journey the rest of it I needed to do on my own because I could only go up so far with my healing with the load of being in a relationship a relationship is a load a relationship is a responsibility and I needed to shed that responsibility. And I mean no harm. Um, but this is all opinion. This is educational entertainment. Because I'm not a qualified, certified anything. So don't sue me. Don't say that. Um, I'm not saying that listening to my advice is going to change anything or fix anything. They are all just entertainment. And I say this because this is a sue happy world. And I'm, I can't afford to be sued. <laughs> I just can't. So... Um, and I don't want to be sued. But for those who will take entertaining advice and, and, you know, apply it, you may see some results that, um, the, uh, effects, the special or the side effects might be contentment with yourself, being your inner cheerleader, learning how to be an inner parent, uh, to the inner child that didn't have what they needed at the time they needed it at that specific very critical development physical development um and you didn't get those things or that you put yourself in a scenario where you were being abused by a spouse and all they were doing is just remaining unhealed and never taking care of their soul work or their inner work or their you know their heart work they needed to do and they just continue to spew their acid uh, emotional splatter onto you and damaged you. 
so that's also bad as well so um, I was tying that into something I'm not for certain sometimes if it gets a little bit emotional then my mind starts to just darken in a, in a manner of like I can't think I can't put the thoughts connections I forget my point <laughs> and that's what's pretty about me that's special about me and it's okay there is no, no problem with me saying I need a rest from this topic because that's how I'm good and I'm fair to myself I think what I was the point I was trying to make is you're the only one that can heal you and take you lead yourself to healing places to healing faces and sometimes whatever you're lacking you got to make it up it can be fictional like a character out of a book it could be a cartoon it could be a comic strip character you know like in that family circle now that's a cute little cartoon but guess what that's fictional she was the mom and you can you can see the cartoon now it was in Sunday um, comics across the country you know newspaper I don't know which ones but they were there you know honestly I think I would like my my little I don't know if Snoopy and Woodstock you know I would want them to be like my real family I would want the little Woodstock the little yellow bird to be my mom so my imaginary mother is a tree and I think I've not uploaded it but I did describe it and um so my mother is a tree my real mother the one that I created in my imagination and my father is a cloud um, and or aka wind uh, or air um, so my mother and my father love each other so much air um, my mother tree can't live without my father air and they've been together forever um, and in my imagination my mother made me um, from her leaves she made me a, a carpet of leaves and she entwined, entwined them with some of her roots and then my father um, while I was I you know I come up and sat on this carpet this flying carpet and he made it fly and he's he is flying me through the world to let me see beautiful things so my mother and my father is this and I haven't spent time with, with this in my mind lately and I bet maybe I'd feel better if I were to start to be imaginative and do that and go in there. So, um, um, yeah, that's where I'm going to end it. Uh, you can create any kind of mother-father combination or you can just have a mother. You can have your mother tree. So, all right. Well, thank you for listening. Bright time.